Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, babe. It is me, Diana Jebbia, the host of the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. We are back for another fun-filled episode, and this week... I had on Blake Adam, who's the host of the Blonde Hair, Black Heart podcast, and we absolutely hit it off. We covered a lot this episode, everything from The Real Housewives to Orange County to Summer House. Yeah, so much stuff. I know I only listed two things, but there's more. Just trust me, okay? You got to trust me on this one. We're besties for this reason. Uh, Hey, before we get started, a little housekeeping here. Make sure you follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Diana Jebbia, G-E-B-B-I-A. You can also check out Believe. We got lots of cool shows over at Believe Podcasts, B-L-E-A-V, and Believe Pop Culture. All right? You got a drink ready? You got your favorite snack going? Good. Without any further ado, please welcome Blake Adam. Hello, babes. So excited for today's episode because I have a new bestie joining us today. His name is Blake Adam, and he is the host of the podcast Blonde Hair, Black Heart. And like, he's definitely rocking his brand today. He's got blonde hair, black shirt on. We love someone who is committed. So <laughs> please raise your glass and welcome Blake. Oh, 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 oh. oh, wow. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. My husband and I always joke that uh, black shirt, black pants is our, our like wardrobe or our, our official uniform in our household. I love that. <laughs> It's very flattering. Like I'm mostly always wearing dark colors, so I totally get it. Yeah, I mean, you. I think you're kind of similar to me on like the paler end of the <laughs> the skin tone spectrum. So black uh, kind of helps a little bit. I don't know. I don't want to be too washed out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We we stand again. We stand a committed, fashion forward, Bravo bestie. Well, yes. we have so much to talk about today. But before we get into our little agenda, um, I want to ask you what I ask all my guests who come on the show because obviously the name of the show is Believe in Bravo Besties. So if you could. Pick yes. anyone in the Bravo universe, like literally anyone, who would your Bravo bestie be and what would you guys do on a day together? Okay. So I have two and I hope that that's okay. It was really that's totally hard. fine. There are okay. no rules was, here. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> I, I love that. I'm a rule breaker anyway. So even if there were rules, who cares? Um, okay. So my first choice is actually someone who I interviewed on my podcast last month. And after the interview, I was like, oh my God, you're my favorite person. And that is Megan King from Real Housewives of Orange County. Um, She is so fun, so down to earth. And I think what helps is like, she's a millennial. So I think compared to the rest of the Real Housewives, I, I could like literally see me being friends with her, you Mm -hmm. know, whereas, I mean, it's hard to say like, yeah, I could be best friends with like Vicky Gumbelson, who's like 30 years older than me. Like that probably wouldn't be a natural dynamic. And I would never fucking choose Vicky Gumbelson. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, Megan, she's like maybe two years older than me. So we like legitimately could be friends. Yeah. And what we would do is we would go to like an escape room or or like um like do like a murder mystery party or something where she could put her detective skills to good use and like really like you know sleuth around because that's oh what God. she does best you know yeah I'm so impressed by this answer it was like really thought out oh my gosh well I mean you sent it to me ahead of time so I was like I have homework <laughs> to do I, I gotta, love it committed it, right um no I mean and actually like also the reason why Megan and doing something like an escape room or or a murder mystery is so appealing to me is I just like, I love stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, For my husband and my bachelor party, we did like a joint bachelor party with all of our friends and we rented a house in Palm Springs for the weekend. And we did like an eighties prom themed murder mystery. And it was so much fun. Like everyone had a blast. I mean, obviously not like the typical bachelor party. There were no like eighties themed strippers there. (laughs) (laughs) It was a lot of fun. So I could see me and Megan doing something along those lines. And then my other one, I guess I'm like really into Orange County, um, is actually Heather Dubrow. And this mm. this might get me in trouble. I know she's like a controversial one right now, which is interesting because, you know, a few months ago when when everyone got the news that she was coming back, it was like 
like, oh, you know, everyone yeah. was so happy, so excited. And the tables are starting to turn. Um, so I hope I don't, you know, upset anyone. We know how Bravo fans can be. It's totally uh, fine. But I I love Heather Dubrow. I relate to her so much for a couple reasons. One, we're both Capricorns and and we're both like super, super Capricorn-y Capricorns. Um, <laughs> like I'm also, I'm very type A, I'm very controlling. I'm very like, I, don't, I mean, I don't want to say like pretentious, but I love me like a fancy dinner at Nobu, you know? So I yeah. just, I, I can totally relate. And then I also really, really like gel with, with her whole vibe because I also grew up in like kind of an upscale Jewish neighborhood. I'm Jewish also. And mm-hmm. so like, I, I just see so many people I know in her. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think hanging out with her would be fun because for me, it'd be like going back home, hanging out with like, you know, my mom's Jewish friends or like all of my friends' moms, you know, that kind of vibe. That makes I just, sense. I'm so used to. Um, plus she would take me on like a private jet to Cabo and I'm into that too. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't be? Okay. So I'm one of those people who's not a Heather fan, but that's okay. I'm glad we have you here because it's always interesting to get like both sides of the coin. Yeah. And for me, like my thing with her is I just don't get genuine vibes from her. Like, cause there's, you mentioned like super Capricornian, like type it. And like, I totally get that and know and love people like that. But for some reason, like in my gut, I'm like, this woman's fake as hell. And like, I cannot shake it. But funny enough, I was one of the few people who was so excited to have her back. I think because the last few seasons of Orange County were so bad that we were all longing for that nostalgia. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And, and I think that um, if you go back and watch Orange County when she joined uh, in like season seven, I think it was yeah. the tone. The tone changed like very dramatically um, mm-hmm. in, a, in a good way. And you know, now when she came back, obviously the tone changed very dramatically once again. And I think maybe for some people it's a little bit jarring. And she is like she is a very um, you know dominating force mm. and personality, and and that you know, rang true even a decade ago when she was on the show. And she butted heads with the women for the same reasons why she's upsetting people now. Mm-hmm. I think it was maybe just back then there was a better group surrounding her to for, for her to kind of bounce off of. And it wasn't necessarily like set up to be the Heather Dubrow show like it is yes. now. Um, but I, again, I like totally... I get her. And whenever people criticize her, I'm always like, oh, I would have done and said the same thing, you know? (laughs) And I also think, um, you know, people like she and I who are, it it is in our, in our, it's in the stars for us. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We, we are very controlling of how we're coming across and the things Mm. that we're saying. And so I, I can't even imagine, you know, what I would be like in one of those situations where there's cameras around, your kids are saying, God knows what people are mad at you. Things are, you know, everything's going crazy. Like I would also be trying to, to like maintain my image in a certain way too. So I don't know if I can necessarily judge her for that, but I understand she is a completely different housewife than like a Sonia Morgan, who is like no inhibitions, like literally forgot the cameras were there. Like, 12 years ago and will do and say anything. And and there's a place for that type of housewife too. Um, I think we've, we've gotten into a place though, where people put so much weight on one person or another person. And it's like, I'm sure you see all the time, like I'm mad at so-and-so like get them off this damn show. And Mm -hmm. it's like, my opinion on that is if someone's being problematic or like doing and saying things that are, are, uh, you know, seeping out of our TVs and into like the real world. I'm, I'm yeah. thinking like Jenny Wynn, Kelly Dodd, those types of situations. Fine. We can argue for like, there's no place for them on TV. But if you just think so-and-so is being a bitch, like that's what the show is, you know? Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. So I think we should be able to disagree and, and, you know, just keep rolling along and maybe next season someone will come back that will put you know, Heather in her place and all of, 
you guys will be really happy and I'll be upset. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that Tamara comes back because I feel like she would have been a good addition to kind of like be the balance, like the counter for Heather. Cause I feel like the OC cast right now, which you kind of touched on this, it's just not the same show it was in the past. So like the current cast of characters, we have like Gina and Emily who they're, they're just, I don't want to say they're not housewife caliber, but like, they're not the same, you know what I mean? Standard of housewife that there once was on this show. And that's not right. to say they're not entertaining. It's just not the same. We have Noella who like is a whole, I feel for her as a human being. I don't know if this is the best spot for her right now with everything <laughs> that she's going through. Right. Um, God, who even else is on this show? I can't even, oh. So we got Shannon. Yeah, well, Shannon, yeah. She's just on her own planet. Right, and then Dr. <laughs> Jen. Yeah, and I think Dr. Jen, boy, they missed the mark with her casting. I don't know if you agree, because I feel like at first I thought she was really cool, and now it's just like watching her slowly unravel on TV, and I'm like, oh, like yeah. this. Ooh. Yeah, I, I think there's something compelling about Dr. Jen. I like that she, you know, people say she's boring, and I, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't call her boring, because right. I do think that she's showing a, a lot. Um, to me, a boring housewife is someone who just, like, really doesn't uh, let the, the cameras in. Mm -hmm. um, but I do understand she's not really giving anything in terms of um, drama with the other ladies. All we see yeah. from her is, like, stuff with her and ryan or ryan or Rain. Rin or Rin, whatever <laughs> it is um so i i would like to see her i would like to see more of just like the the ladies all mixing it up in general uh yes. one thing that i see a lot of online and i i bet you see this too and i'm not particularly like a noella fan i think she's insane but i do mm -hmm. think that she's good for the show yeah. um but what I see a lot is like, Noella's carrying this show. She, like without Noella, there would be nothing going on. And I think that it's unfair to, to make claims like that because we don't know what the yeah. show would be if Noella wasn't there. You know, Noella, like they said, I think it was Gina who said this, you know, a few weeks ago, like Noella, I, like I want Noella to be like a part of the room without consuming the room. It was like something along those lines. And so- Obviously, that's her personality type. Noella is consuming the entire storyline. And I think for the rest of the women, Noella is just doing so much that all of, like, they, they can't even have any other sort of conversations or dynamics. So I feel like when people are like, oh, if Noella wasn't there, there wouldn't even be anything happening. And I, I feel like maybe if Noella wasn't there, there would be way more happening because the ladies wouldn't be so focused on, like, what is this? This girl's crying about her husband again. Like, come on, really? They would be yeah. like mixing it up with one another you know, but everyone's just focused on this one, like lightning rod of a person. Yeah. I don't know. So have you ever been to LA or like SoCal or anything? Yeah. So I actually lived in LA for five years and then I lived in Orange County for a couple gotcha. years. Gotcha. Okay. So you know all about Sweet James then. Oh yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, so that's like I remember literally like the commercials on the radio oh, and yeah. everything. Yeah. He was like, I don't know if he still is, but he was like the sponsor for the Seacrest morning show. So like, that's how, you know, they have money because that's Right. That's some big rates right there. But that was one of the reasons I was excited to see Noella come on because we know Sweet James is this like goofy character. Like you see his billboards. I was driving to Disneyland over the weekend and it's like, I must've saw like 20 Sweet James billboards and I want to throw something at it. So I was really <laughs> excited to see like, who is he married to? What's this going to be like? And I also feel that the divorce kind of threw a wrench into all that too because again it's something we don't know if he didn't divorce her maybe she wouldn't be acting a damn fool right now you know yeah totally and i also think the divorce really threw a wrench in everything because she was cast to to kind of play off of um Heather and bring back the glamour and the money and the wealth. I mean, we, I'm sure you saw mm. all of the photos she was posting with Bronwyn uh, traveling on private jets and all of that. So like, you're right. She was living like a very, very luxurious lifestyle. And unfortunately we don't get to see any of that. So yeah. once again, we're, we're introduced to a housewife. I mean, it reminds me kind of, of Gina. Like I'm just waiting for Noella to move into a casita at this point. <laughs> Oh my God. Could you imagine? It's, it's going to happen. I mean, she is literally a squatter. She is squatting in her mansion. She's not paying her rent. She is a homeless person. 
Oh my God. So even, even Gina is like in a much better spot than she is. And like I said, when they were casting her and when she was announced, like that was, that was not how it was going to be. Exactly. I do want to, cause before you had mentioned you had another OC lady on your podcast, Megan King Edmonds. I want yeah. you to tell me a little bit about your podcast and how is that experience? Like tell everyone all about it. Yeah, definitely. So this is actually my second podcast. Uh, it's called Blonde Hair, Black Heart, and I just started it this year. Um, it's an idea I've had for years and years and years, and I always wanted to do it. I've, I've literally had like the social media accounts like since 2018, and I just wow. never used them. And I was going to start this podcast back then. And at the time I ended up going out uh, to dinner with some friends and we all got talking and I mentioned like, I want to do this podcast and they were like, oh, well, we, we love the housewives too. So let's all do one together. And so at that point in 20, I think it was like 2018 or 2019, I started my other show, the church of housewives. And mm -hmm. I hosted that one with my friends, Will and Kendall. And unfortunately we are no longer going to be doing that show anymore. Um, just because it, it was really difficult for us to juggle all of our schedules. Mm -hmm. Um, one of my co-hosts is a professor at the university here. The other one is a small business owner and he's also a realtor. And so all of our schedules, Damn. it was just, it was really hard, right? Really hard to schedule three hosts plus like a guest, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I decided that I just felt like doing my own show would uh, be a lot easier, you know, honestly. Yeah. That, that I, at the end of the day, that was really it. It was like, I can pump out weekly episodes, whereas the other show, I mean, there would be times where we would have to go weeks without doing a show because we just couldn't, you know, get it on the books. And I don't want to have to do that. I mean, I like, I love talking about the housewives, you know, I can't yeah. sit on, I can't sit on this shit. I need to talk about it. <laughs> so, so I started Blonde Hair, Black Heart. Um, it's been incredible. I put out my seventh episode yesterday. Um, so far I've interviewed, um, two, uh, celebrities. I've had Katie Maloney from Vanderpump Rules on, and then I had Megan King on. Um, next week, I am interviewing Margaret Josephs from the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Um, I am, it's just been so fun uh, being able to talk to these people. And what I really enjoy about the new show is that obviously my previous show, The Church of Housewives, it was just about the Real Housewives, which yes. you know, there's a lot there. Um, I mean, we're right now there's four shows on, so there's a lot to cover, but I also, I love so many other shows and movies and music. And um, there's just so many other interesting people that I come in contact with that I would love to chat with. And yeah. the Church of Housewives wasn't a forum for that. So this new show is giving me an opportunity to have conversations that are so much broader than just the Housewives or even Bravo related. Like I've been talking a lot about Celebrity Big Brother. Um, I was talking about uh, the How I Met Your Mother spinoff, How I Met Your mm -hmm. Father, which I've been really enjoying. Um, last week, I interviewed a good friend of mine who's currently performing on Broadway in Wicked. So wow. I'm having, yeah, so I'm having like really fun conversations that I wasn't able to have before. And I'm able mm -hmm. to do it more regularly, um, be putting out consistent content. And uh, yeah, it's just been so much fun, so much fun. That's awesome. I really, I'm like happy that you're able to explore all these new avenues, like with this podcast, you know, um, your other podcast probably served its purpose and it was a great experience for you and all your friends, but there comes a point in your life, like when you realize you've gotten your fill out of one thing and it sounds like you all came to that conclusion and now you're ready to, you know, explore new things, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, like you said, it served its purpose. I think for all of us, um, it was a great opportunity to just have a lot of fun. Yeah. But ultimate, ultimately, I wanted to do more with it. I, I actually wanted it to become like a thing. So uh, I think the new show will, will, uh, give me the opportunity to do that. But like I said, you know, doing the other show for two or three years, I was also interviewing Real Housewives all the time. So I was having incredible conversations. I was, you know, learning the, the, skill set, the craft of podcasting, you know, yes. I honestly, it's, it's difficult. Like it's hard yes. to interview people, not lose your focus, um, mm -hmm. follow along with what, you know, what they're saying. So it was a lot of great experience. Um, and I think that this new show, uh, I think, you know, there's so much opportunity here and 
you know, in two months, I've been able to do more. I feel more than I was able to do in two years on that other show. So I'm really That's excited. incredible. Good for you. Thank you. You're so welcome. Um, so I do want to know how you got into Bravo because it sounds like you've been a fan for a long time. Like you're one of the OGers. So talk to me about that. I'm, I, I cannot take credit for being like an OG OG. I was not like you know, early days of Orange County in like mm-hmm. 07, 08. Um, I, I've always been a pop culture guy. Um, like my whole life is all pop culture. When I was a kid, I had um, like a bunk bed set up, but I slept on the top and then there was no bed underneath. So I kind of made like a little loft space under yeah. there. And I like put curtains up and made it my little like fortress. And I would uh, rip out pages from like teen bop or teen beat magazine and put like all of the celebrities up in there and and I made a big sign that said the chat room um because it was like the early days of AOL this is you know I'm aging Um, but I would like bring my friends in there and it was like my little clubhouse to talk about celebrities like the people that were on my wall like JTT and you know whoever else so I I was like literally like podcasting before podcasting was a thing, you know. Yeah, you're such a Capricorn. Oh my I know, god! I'm such a Capricorn. <laughs> so, so so it's always been like my my passion. You know, I love talking about like I said, movies, TVs, TV, music, all of it. Um, so. I think it was like maybe 2012 or 2013, my best friend since childhood, she is like a Bravo OG. And she had been telling me for years, like, you've got to watch these shows. You would love them. Like, why are you not watching them? And at that point, I feel like the the Real Housewives was still new enough that like, to people that mm-hmm. didn't watch it, it was like, that's trash, you know? Now, yeah. now we know now we know better. <laughs> um, but but back yeah. then I was just like, I that's beneath me. Like I I love, I like the cinema, you know? Uh, but fi- finally, like eventually, I, it must've been like, you know, when streaming first kind of started and, and I had Hulu and, you know, I guess they put up Real Housewives of Orange County on Hulu and that's the one I started with. Mm-hmm. So my, my entire uh, like entry into Bravo was via binge watching. I was lucky. I mean, at that point so it was 2012. So maybe Orange County had like six or seven seasons on. Yeah. So at that point, there was like New York, Atlanta, New Jersey, they'd already started. So I powered through Orange County and then I was able to watch all of these other ones. And then at that point, like there's all of these new cities popping up. And so from the day I first like went to the Real Housewives of Orange County page on Hulu in 2012 or whatever, like from that day forward, I've never stopped watching the Housewives ever. It's just, they're they're never not on. They're never not on. (laughs) It just takes one episode to get you like hooked in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Because I actually started with Ocean or Ocean County. Wow. Orange County. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) Ocean County works. Yeah, exactly. Uh, With my job, I do a lot with Ocean County. So that's why I'm like, oh, Um, Orange (laughs) County I started with. And this was, God, I was young. I think I was still, I must've been, 18 at the time and so I want to say it was like god why can't I math so it had to be like around 2010 maybe maybe 2009 maybe I was like 17 um but there was no like streaming wasn't really that big then so I remember I would kind of binge watch when they would have marathons on and my friend at the time got me into it and the episode I remember I started watching was when Vicky was getting her award um and and she she falls <laughs> it's so good. And I remember texting my friend, like, oh my God, I'd never want to be one of these ladies. And now, like, here I am 12 years later, like, how do I become one of these ladies? I know, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm always looking for my real housewives moment. Um I- I'm cr- I'm currently in a fight with Tamara Judge and it's like simultaneously giving me so much anxiety, but also I'm like, where are the cameras? You know? <laughs> Wait, spill, spill. Winter is not over yet, which means our skin is still thirsty AF. You know what quenches thirsty skin and makes it feel satiny smooth? Weighs Melrose Place body cream. Yeah, it's fast absorbing to nourish your skin when you need it the most. It gives you hydration that lasts. It prevents dryness. It's made with high quality nourishing ingredients like squalane, coconut oil, and kupuwasu butter. 
Experience the new way Melrose plays body cream and body cleanser. Your body, your way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code BELIEVE to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V. Okay, I don't want to give too much tea. Um, You can actually hear the full story on uh, this week's episode of my podcast. Okay. But long story short, so I interviewed Tamara over a year ago on the Church of Housewives. And after that, she, she and I became like super tight. And we would talk on, on like almost a daily basis. And uh, again, long story short, basically when she started uh, or when she joined the two T's in a pod podcast that she does with Teddy Mellencamp, everything changed. And I think her um, view of me became like less of a friend and more of like a competitor in the podcast world as crazy as that sounds like I know she's Tamara judge and I'm like who the hell am I but that that's what I get from her um and there are there are reasons why there are receipts there's a lot of receipts so I tell the full story on my podcast Ooh, okay um, we're all gonna have to listen she, she actually she she listened and she dm'd me yesterday and asked uh you know what it was about and so I guess she didn't listen she saw she must have seen that I posted about it she asked what is this about and I told her just go listen to it so she listened to it and then today she dm'd me and told me I was very hurtful uh which I do not think that I was but I want your listeners to go listen and tell me if if I tell me if I'm in the wrong because I do not think that I am um but if I if I am I will apologize um yeah. And so she, she told me that my podcast was very hurtful to her. And I told her I, I was not trying to hurt or offend her. I was just sharing my experience. Um, and she screenshotted that because you can see when someone screenshots like your messages sure. and then she blocked me. So, ah! yeah. So I don't know. Um, I don't know what's going on, but luckily, and I'm not saying this as this is, I, <laughs> I'm not saying this as a threat. I'm saying it as a promise. Ah! All I had to do, bro. Um, ah! I had a feeling when she originally DM'd me being like, what is this? I was like, this is, this could go bad. And like I said, we had been talking for well over a year and, um, and we got, we got deep and personal and she shared a lot of, um, interesting stuff uh, Mm. about her former castmates and just a lot of stuff. So before she had a chance to block me, I went back and I screenshotted like all of our conversations. So I have everything. Um, we'll see what she does next, if anything. I mean, she's probably just gonna like, you know, block me and move on. I'm hoping she'll, you know, talk about it on her podcast. I want, like, I want this to become a thing. Like I said, this is my Real Housewives moment. I want to be like the new Shannon. And yeah. We'll just like let's go toe to toe. You know. Everyone go blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, no. I mean, go go listen because, like I said, I am a reasonable person. Um, if, if I am in the wrong, I am more than happy to own that. And yeah. I, will, I will apologize to Tamara Judge publicly if everyone says that I need to. But my listeners who have already heard the episode are, you know, they're all on Team Blake, so. Okay, yes, we'll make shirts. Yes, I love that, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, I totally forgot what I was gonna say there, but I'm sure it'll come back to me. So while we're thinking about Orange County and all this, uh, let's go spill the Bravo tea because we have, interestingly enough, starting with Orange County, Kelly Dodd cannot quit. Um, and she is now um, going in on your girl, Heather Dubrow. So she yeah. revealed this text message exchange with um, Emily that's claiming that Heather Dubrow mistreats producer, mistreats producers. Jeez, words are hard today. Um, <laughs> this is coming from Reality T. And also this is coming from Kelly Dodd. So it's kind of like, as Brooks would say, consider the source. <laughs> so, as um, Heather Dubrow's bestie, tell me yeah. what you think about this. Okay, so... I, I mean, first of all, it's Kelly Dodd. So I don't trust anything that she says. Um, this bitch cannot keep Heather's name out of her mouth. Yeah. Uh, it's like, it's giving like obsessed, you know? So I take it all with a grain of salt. Um, with that said, if there is any truth to it, again, I am going to chalk it up more to like Heather just kind of like owning her, her, herself and her persona more than her being 
like truly a bitch to producers. I think mm -hmm. that there's a really fine line that women have to walk between being like, you know, uh, a boss and being like professional and, and uh, you know, standing in their own truth, you know, um, mm -hmm. versus just being thought of as like a bitch and rude. And I don't mm -hmm. think men have to deal with that as much. You know, if we're dealing with a, a TV show and a man is talking to a producer and is saying like, that was really fucked up. Don't do that to me again. I don't think anyone's going to bat an eye, but if a real housewife, yeah. you see her cussing out a producer, you know, we're like, what a fucking bitch. And mm -hmm. sometimes the, the producers probably need to be cussed out. Like they're probably doing some pretty shady stuff. So I, I, Am, am, you know, coming from a place of like, I don't think it's true, but if it was, you know, whoever she was rude to probably deserved it. Yeah, I can kind of see it from that end. Also, I want to add that my therapist one time told me the best advice, like if someone ever calls you a bitch, it stands for babe in total control of herself. Yes. So that's what I, I love that. I like want a jacket that says that, but I definitely think that if Heather was mistreating producers, it was either coming from that standing in her own power or also like maybe when they got her to sign on, you know, they kind of framed it as like, this is your show. You know what I mean? They probably hyped her up. Allegedly, we don't know any of this happened. So it could have just been that end of things and her telling to shut the cameras down because she thinks like, all right, I'm, I'm being brought back on, you know, maybe there's extra things to that. Like I have more leeway. I have more wiggle room than the other wives, like shut everything down. I really don't, Heather, even though I don't think she's the most genuine person, I don't think she would go out of her way to mistreat staff. Like she doesn't strike me as that kind of person. Yeah. And I also think she's, she's much smarter than the average housewife. And I think yes. that she just, I think she knows better than to do that. And I think there's also a difference between, you know, how she might treat like a, a server or wait staff or a housekeeper, which we've seen on the show, even when everything was blowing up in the, the first couple episodes at the sushi party and like everyone's screaming and none of the food's getting eaten. And she's in the kitchen, like saying to the caterers, like, thank you guys so much. Like, I appreciate you. And at that point, like everything had blown up. She could have just gone and slammed the door and, and everyone let themselves out, you know? Yeah. So we've seen her be very respectful and treat um, staff well. So I think that that's much different than, you know, how she treats, I mean, these are basically her coworkers. Like the producers are not her bosses. Let's get that clear. Like the, mm -hmm. this is, they're on set, they are working and they are all working towards a goal. Now, obviously if she's going to speak that way to like the head of NBC, she might get herself in trouble. But, it, but I, I feel like, you know, if you're, and again, this is, she's someone who's coming from working in Hollywood and being on actual sets. And I think she's just more no nonsense than, than, um, than like rude. If that makes yes. sense. I agree completely. Like this, that's probably like the one time I will stick up for Heather, but also like Kelly Dodd, like, I feel like it's time for her to just step yeah. gracefully step off the scene like you had your time it's so much I don't know do you watch love is blind at all like I swear I have a point coming I up. do I I haven't watched the new season but I did watch the first season okay well there's someone on the new season I'm not going to give too much away in case you want to watch it but they also have been painted as the villain on the show and they're going on Instagram and it's like dude, give it a rest. And I feel like it's giving major Kelly Dodd energy, like right. give it a rest. Like you, you were fired. You, you're supposed to be remarried and like off into the sunset, like go enjoy your life instead of tweeting, instead of hitting up page six, like, what are yeah. you doing? Right. If everyone says you're dead, it's time to lie down. <laughs> exactly. Quoting your girl. Yeah. And I think there's a difference too, between like, okay, so back to Megan King, she's doing um, Orange County recap videos on YouTube where she's going back and rewatching the old episodes and then like giving commentary. And it's yes. like, it's like really fun and lighthearted. And she's basically like making fun of herself, but also like telling funny stories along the way that I think is all fun and good. And it's like, you know, an old housewife going back in a like nostalgia nostalgic kind of way. Yeah, yeah. But what Kelly's doing is literally just going and like shit talking the show that you were a part of for five years. Like you're, she's not saying anything redeeming about it. So there's nothing but negativity coming from that. And it just makes her look like really sad and pathetic, you know? I agree. I think it's just like, I don't know how she still has a platform. Well, I kind of do because I feel like half of Bravo viewers like 
there's that audience that will always stick up for her and be like, she's speaking the truth and like, blah, blah, blah. And, and going nuts. But anyway, um, I just don't <laughs> understand. Like, I don't get it with the whole Halloween costume thing she did this year with everything. She's like done about the pandemic, not giving a shit like with her on orange County, like last year, like bad talking the black lives matters, black lives matter movement. Like, right. I just don't get like, girl, like take a step back, go to therapy, go live your life. Like the spotlight is not for you. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, what I was touching on before, like people like that, where they're legitimately problematic, like they need mm -hmm. to just crawl back into their hole. But like, a, you know, if a housewife, if you just think that they're like a little bit snobby, um, you know, I, I don't think we should be like signing petitions to have them fired. Yeah, hundred percent. I think we should all like put that out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It should be an unspoken rule of housewives. Like before you watch these shows, you need to agree to this term, like right? sign it, submit yeah. a little Google form and we're all on the same page. Yeah. I mean, it can get wild. Like the, the fandoms on either side, it's like, you do not want to piss off like a Kenya stan if you're a Porsche stan you know mm. and and like I just don't subscribe to that like I I think that part of the fun of the Real Housewives is the feuds and then watching them make up and then watching them switch teams again and like we can't as fans all be ripping each other's heads off every time that happens because like I, I don't know. It's, it's scary. A hundred percent. I agree. I think we're on the same page there. Um, the next little bit of Bravo tea I wanted to spill is about summer house, which like is perfect. Cause we're going to do a little mini recap about summer house in just a little bit. So yeah. obviously, um, Lindsay Hubbard and Carl Radke, who I've, I am a Carl Radke, like Stan, this is a Carl Radke Stan podcast by the way, I just always have to make that clear, like every single episode, they went on watch what happens live together. Cause obviously they're a couple not jealous of her at all, but they were <laughs> talking about, um, Paige and Craig and, uh, Lindsay called Craig narcissistic and arrogant, which was very interesting to me. I know narcissist has become kind of a buzzword lately in yes, the dating yeah. world. And I hate to reduce it to that because I myself have been through three narcissistic relationships, like told to therapists and they're like, no, Hey, this person's like definitely a narcissist. Um, but it's interesting to look at it in the form of Craig, because Craig is someone who we've seen him on Southern charm. He was like the goofy pillow guy. We loved him. And now I feel like as you know, his time on Bravo furthers and we see him unfolding with this thing with Paige, I definitely saw some narcissistic traits in him. Now, I don't know if he's a full blown narcissist, but the way he was gaslighting Paige, like a couple of weeks ago, when he's like, oh, I'm hooking up with Kristen, which we all know allegedly is Kristen Cavallari. Right. Um, and he's like, well, yeah, we're not official. And then last night, or yeah, it was last night. And everyone's listening. It'll be a couple of nights ago when they had the party. She's like, oh, I just like made out with Andrea like real quick. And he read her the riot act for that. Right. Like to me, that is full blown gaslighting. That is full blown mind games. Like, so I am, I'm seeing it. Do you think you're seeing him as a narcissist? What's your take? It's, it's hard. I think you're right that uh, narcissist has kind of become like the the label to, to put on people now. Um, and there's, you know, a difference between a narcissist and someone who exhibits traits of narcissism. Yeah. Um, and I think everyone in, you know, in our lives at some point, you know, does something that's narcissistic, but that doesn't yes. make us a narcissist. Absolutely. Um, I, I don't know how many more times I can say narcissist. My tongue is like getting <laughs> tied <a> up. Shot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I, so I don't know if he is like a textbook narcissist, but definitely like the toxic masculinity is coming out. I think that's the biggest thing. And it's something that, you know, I've seen my girlfriends go through since we were in high school where, you know, a guy can do whatever he wants, but a, a girl is on a really tight leash. And, um, this is a, a perfect example of that. So yeah. I think definitely um, he's probably exhibiting traits of narcissism. There's definitely some uh, toxic masculinity going on there and he's definitely manipulating the situation to get what he wants. Do I think he, that makes him a narcissist? I don't know, I'm not a doctor. Do I think it makes him like pretty douchey? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) That's a good way of putting it. And it's so funny because I don't know about you, but in the beginning of the season and in Winterhouse, originally I was like, oh, like Andrea with this whole situation, I thought he was acting the role of a fuck boy a little bit. And then as the season unfolded and we start to see like Craig unravel and how just sweet and like happy Andrea is to be there. I'm like, oh, like, I was wrong. Like, I'm going to eat my words now. I'm like turning into an Andrea Stan. Uh, By the way, I posted a story about him last night because someone claimed he was in a relationship all over like last summer, like when they were filming. And he like politely commented like, oh, please check your sources. This was like a difficult summer for me. And I just reposted it saying he's a class act. And he replied to me like, thank you for the kind compliment, Diana, like with the heart. And I'm like, I just want to hold you. Like we don't deserve you right now. That's really sweet. See that, that is the exact opposite of what happened with me and Tamara judge. Oh, (laughs) wow. The exact opposite. Um, but I, and, and I, I said, I was like talking to a bunch of my friends about it. Um, And I was like, you know, she could have played this so differently. Like she could have just humbled herself down a little bit. Um, and, and like, you know, expressed whatever concern or issue in like a normal human way. But she, I mean, she went full Tammy Sue on me. So I'm happy to hear that Andrea is, is chill. Um, I'm definitely seeing like a different side of him uh, in these past few episodes. That said though, like, you know, I don't think Summer House or really any Bravo show is setting a high bar for like, you know, a, a, a perfect gentleman. Um, I, I do, I actually do have hopes though for Alex on this season. I think yeah. he, I think he seems pretty cool. So I'm, um, you know, don't, don't do us wrong, buddy. <laughs> I know. And it's funny you say that because when Alex and Maya first came on their first episode, I was like, all right, these two are snoozes. Then Maya came out of her shell and I was like, love her and now we're starting to see alex like finally now that he's done talking about his girl chicken and his freaking broccoli and whatever he's become one of the most relatable because for me it's like i've gone through that phase where i wasn't like cool in high school or whatever and now it's like we're all hot and we don't know what to do um (laughs) the struggle is real exactly so that's like totally relatable to watch and it's you, you know, normally when we watch these shows, we see them every week. It's like, oh, I want to go hit on this person and they get that person. And it's like, I don't know, that doesn't always work that way for me. Sorry, everyone, like on Summer House, I'm just not at your level. So to see like Alex kind of get turned down by Sierra in a way, like even though it's hard to watch, it's kind of like, there, there, buddy. Like we got you, like come sit at our table. We got cookies. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And he handled it well too. You know, like I said, the toxic masculinity, especially when you're drunk. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, guys, guys get really pissed when girls turn them down and we've seen that on like this show before. Oh yeah. So so, yeah, (laughs) I I was, I was uh, happy to see that play out the way it did too. Quick question for you, babe. What's more important than peace of mind? The answer is nothing, okay? That's what NordVPN is here for. They give you peace of mind while you're online. You know, we think of peace of mind when it comes to everything, but there are a lot of threats on the internet, so it's more important than ever to be sure you have the best VPN you can get. And NordVPN is the world's best VPN service. They offer the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. We love to see it. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either, and plans start at under $4 per month. That's probably less than you're paying for your coffee. I'm just saying. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe that's B-L-E-A-V to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Speaking of toxicity on this show, Amanda and Kyle are having an incredibly rough season. Yeah. So no one, I mean, I'm single right now. I was in a long-term relationship. You're married. And obviously every couple goes through their rough spots. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's 
like next level to have it play out on TV. But something about these rough patches just seems where it's like, we might need to put the pause button on the whole marriage because this just doesn't seem healthy. Yeah, no, it seems awful. In fact, um, <laughs> they, and, and like for years, I have always you know, been, I, I like Kyle. I think he's entertaining. Yeah. Um, I think he's like a funny, charming guy, but in terms of their relationship, I've always been team Amanda. I'm like, this dude mm-hmm. sucks, jump ship, like walk away. You could do so much better, but they've gotten to the point now where like their relationship is so awful that it has made her awful too. And now yes. like, if I have to hear her say Kyle one more time, I like, I am going to rip my ears off She's so frustrating. And again, that's like, that's not who she is. It's just that mm-hmm. she's so miserable in this relationship that she is becoming a miserable person. And it's sad yeah. to see. It really is. I said this in last week's episode. I said, I was always one who was like, Amanda's the only level-headed one on the show. Like she's the only normal one. And I feel like last week's episode almost undid the years and years of that. Cause it was just painful. But in this episode, you know, um, the little information Kyle said about them only having lover boy in common was brought to her attention. And that was kind of the catalyst to quote fix their, their issues, I say fix is a loose term because I'm not buying, like, to me, it looked like they're like, oh, we went to a couple therapy and like, oh, blah, blah. like, it seems like they slapped a bandaid on it. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that like, you know, obviously opposites can attract and you don't have to have everything in common with your significant other or your spouse. And especially in um, heterosexual or like opposite sex couples, like mm-hmm. I get it. A, a guy and a girl are probably not going to have all of the same interests, but like for, for my husband and I, for example, something that is so important to us is that we like we like the same things and we like doing the same things and we enjoy spending time together. Like I don't, I don't really ever feel the need to like go out with my friends to blow off steam, to get away from him. Like when, when we go out, we'd go out together and not in a codependent way, but because we just like enjoy spending time with each other, even if we're with other people. And with Kyle and Amanda, you can clearly see that they just do not enjoy each other's company at all. And Kyle is really clear about that. And Amanda, like she's trying to convince herself and everyone else that that's not true. And that's why she's constantly like, Kyle, Kyle, come be around me, come be with me. But then when Mm -hmm. he's there, she's like judging everything he does because she really can't stand it. Yeah, it was definitely painful to watch and like to watch him also like call his parents for advice on camera. It's like, you know, obviously now that we have this conflict on camera, we as viewers naturally want to see a resolution on camera, but is like in front of the camera, said camera 8 million times, the best place. Take a shot. <laughs> woo! Um, the best place to resolve these issues? No. And um, I was on Emily Hang's podcast, um, She Speaks Bravo, and we were talking about this. And we were saying like, there's probably a part of Amanda that felt all this obligation, like we're getting married, we've had the plans for a while, they wanna film it, like it's too late to back down. I really truly in my heart believe that's why she didn't get out of the situation. And it's just, it's a disaster. So then like Kyle makes this big speech at his birthday. And like, that was the most awkward thing I have ever seen in my entire life. You could tell Amanda was uncomfortable. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't it, know. the whole thing was super cringe. Again, I, I just think that they are, I, I mean, I don't want to say too far gone, but they're really far gone, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't know if it's, if it is salvageable in reality, but it had to be for reality TV. So, mm-hmm. so that's what they're doing. Although, I mean, you know, I mean, look what happened with James and Raquel. Like they, they could have walked away if, you know, if, if Amanda really felt like she couldn't go through with it, she would have walked away. So there's some part of her that wants it to work. But again, I think that's touching on what I said before. Like, I think she really is trying to convince herself as well as everyone else that like, no guys, this, I, I'm not making the wrong decision. I mean, I, she's, she's how many years in at this point, she's invested so much time. And like, he's done so much shitty stuff to her that like walking away now, she probably feels like it would make her look stupid, but honestly, you look stupider in what you're doing. 
I a hundred percent. Yeah. I agree with what you said. And I think that she would actually look stronger and I would admire her more if she like sat down with him was like, Hey, this wasn't working out. Like let's cut our losses. Like I could buy you out a lover boy or like you could buy me out or we can come to some sort of terms as coworkers um, and find a way to still be on the show or something like that. But for us to have to watch them every single week, get into these toxic arguments as if they've been married for 50 years when they haven't even been married at that point yet. Like something's wrong. Yeah. And I don't think we've ever seen them in like a shiny, happy moment, really. Like there's never been that time that we can look back on and be like, oh, I just want them to get back to that. You know, like I feel like I've always <laughs> them. So I, there's, there's, there's no fixing this for me, you know? Oh my God. You're so right. Because like, she came on the show. It was like, oh yeah, this girl, I was like, I'm hooking up with like, yeah. I mean, he's always treated her like shit and she's always been kind of like, you know, begging for more in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it, we haven't seen like cute moments of them where we're like, oh, like get, just get back to that good place guys. Cause there, there never really was a good place. You're so right. I think the underlying theme for this um, season of Summer House is relationships because now obviously we have like Kyle and Amanda falling apart. We have the whole Paige, Andrea, Craig love triangle, which this was, as I kind of touched on before, it was difficult to watch the gaslighting happen. But for me, the big moment of the episode was when she was in the closet crying over Craig and like how he made her feel. And like, I recently had a moment like that this December where like I got off the phone with a screaming match and like called my friend. And it's just like, I feel like I just don't know what to do right now. Like you're guessing is everything over? Like, did I say something wrong when in reality watching that back, I'm like, no Paige, you didn't, you literally did not do a thing wrong. And it's just so hard when you're in that moment and like, you're so blinded by everything and you're being gaslit to, to turn the blame inward. And Paige is a gorgeous, like almost as perfect as it gets. So for me, it was a real, I don't want to say wake up call, but it was definitely like, wow, like nobody's safe. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like some people are born with the relationship lock and like some people aren't. So I know I'm like going way off here, but for me, that was like a huge part of the episode to see just because I could relate to it so much. And it was so eye opening. Yeah. So then how does all of this sit with you watching all of this and, and feeling, you know, not to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like somewhat triggered by what you're watching Mm -hmm. Craig do to Paige. Um, How is it watching all of this, knowing that like they end up together? I, you know what? It's interesting for me. I'm glad you brought that up. I share a lot with my listeners. So like, I don't mind sharing right now. Um, And I actually spoke about it on an episode when it happened. I was seeing one of my old college friends back um, over winter and like, he led me, like did the whole love bombing thing, like led me on. And when I was like, Hey, where is this going? Like suddenly his attitude changed and he turned into that, like, Jekyll and Hyde personality where it's like, I didn't know what I was going to get every single day, which is similar to what Paige did. So to see her and Paige work out, I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to be human. I was triggered. And part of me was like, well, if it worked out for them, why didn't it work out for me? Like, did I do something wrong? And then like, when I took a step back and I was like, well, let's reanalyze like you're thinking. I'm like, well, we don't know what conversations they had. We don't know what self-reflecting, hopefully, if any, they have done to get to the next place. We don't know their trauma. So the whole point of that, I'm like, everyone's on a different path. As hard as it is for me to know that they ended up together. And even though I think like he is displaying some of these narcissistic traits, like maybe they did do the work and it's going to work out for them. And you know what, if it doesn't work out, like I'm going to be here for Paige, even though I'm not her friend, like I'm still going to be here and be like, no, we support you, sis. Listen, you didn't do anything wrong. I I, I am rooting for them. Like, I just don't, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of one of those, you have to put your hands up and, and hope for the best. Right. Right. For me, it's like, you know, it's such a different experience watching it on my end. And I'm just like, you know, screaming at my TV, like, don't do it. Don't yeah. do it. Knowing that she's going to do it. And, um, you know, I don't really know what like the viewership thinks. I know a lot of people love Craig. Um, but I personally think she made the wrong choice. I mean, I think Andrea is like smoking and, Oh yeah. And Watching he's like, it back now. I agree. Like seeing right? the way he's acting. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Although I do have one question. I noticed, I think on last week's episode, he pulled his toothpaste out of his like sock drawer in his bedroom. Why is it not in the bathroom? Oh my I, God, wait, I didn't notice that. <laughs> it, it like, again, I'm a Capricorn. I was like, that is not in the right place. <laughs> the toothpaste, <laughs> why are you brushing your teeth in your bedroom? Go into the bathroom. Like, where are you going to spit it out? It was just, it was weird. It oh stuck, my God. It, it stuck with me, Diana. It stuck with me. <laughs> That's hysterical. Wait, so like theories, like maybe... I don't know. He's just like moving crap around real quick and like just did a quick unpack and it yeah. wasn't there. Maybe there's like a, a like a toothpaste thief in the house and someone's always stealing the toothpaste. So he has to like keep it, you know, on his person. I don't I know. I want to go with that. Yeah. <laughs> the great it's, summer house toothpaste thief. I'm just going to say it's Danielle's boyfriend, Robert, for another reason than like we need more of him on the show. So he could be the, <laughs> the toothpaste thief. Right. I know who we need to call though to solve this entire mystery. Megan King, King Edmonds. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, not no longer Edmonds. Megan King. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was. She's Megan King, formerly Edmonds, formerly Biden. <laughs> Biden Owens. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? Like, whew, that girl has but, more last names and I can't even get a text back. <laughs> totally. But one thing I do have to say I love about her, she is so open and willing to talk about it. Like when I spoke with her, she was maybe like a month or two out of her divorce and she was so candid. So uh, That's prop, great. yeah, props to her for that. She's not like, she's not embarrassed. She's not, you know, sh ashamed of any of it. So good for her. What's her sign? Is she like a Cancer or Gemini? I don't know, but I think that I definitely need to find out. And when I do, I will let you know. Yeah, because that's, I'm, I'm getting those vibes. So Andrea, yeah, I was just saying like, because before I definitely, as I had mentioned, I was on the side of Craig, like just from Southern Charm, he was like that goofy guy, but I don't know. I think she'd also made a mistake. I'm rooting for Paige and Craig ultimately because I don't like to see people get hurt. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. What do you think about the whole Carl and um, Lindsay relationship? I actually think it's really cute because they're like, like they're such good friends on the show and they like share a lot of um I feel like they tell each other a lot about their like sex lives and their romantic mm -hmm. lives and and I feel like when you're friends with someone first and you really get to hear everything that they're going through like you're going to end up being the perfect boyfriend because you've heard all of their um like all of their best dates all of their worst dates all the things they're yeah. interested in all the things that guys have said to piss them off like you know more than any like regular boyfriend going into it so yeah. I I actually am very hopeful for them I think they're super cute um and why are you like super jealous of Lindsay I am super jealous I'm not gonna <laughs> lie so I met I feel like I tell the story on every episode I met Carl um and Kyle at a lover boy event out here in Beverly Hills and like Carl stole my heart and we had like a heart to heart about doing the work and like he was so sweet, but, um, I hope my whole other thing with this is like, after doing all this, like self-work with my own relationship journey, I don't know if Lindsay's there yet. It seems, you know, she hasn't had a drink in a few months, so it seems like she might be on that path, which is great, but like, it's clear that Carl has put in the like time and effort to really like unpack, change his mindset and just get well. And we've seen from the past seasons now, like Lindsay kind of just spirals. It's like, well, I have this plan and I want this. And we've seen her fail in relationships. Um, and normally like when, when you try something with someone, you really have to do the work for it to work again if it didn't already, um, if that relationship wasn't already a success. So the whole point of that is I'm really hoping she's applying herself and doing the inner work it takes for this relationship to be a success because I do I do see a lot of potential in it as Charles as I am um <laughs> but like part of me can't help but go back to the Everett of it all when like yeah. she'd be like I'm paying attention to me and then like get mad at him and it's like Carl doesn't need that you know yeah, I I'm hopeful and I think that her even just like choosing to date Carl or choosing to date someone like within their inner circle is showing that she's like doing some work because yeah. she dates such like random guys. I mean, I think someone said on an episode recently, like, I, I can't even keep up with who you're talking about because you talk yeah. to so many guys. So I think the fact that she was like, okay, I need to stop like going in and meeting strangers. I need to stop going out on like, you know, Tinder dates and actually just like date a friend. And I think that that is a, a step in the right direction. Yeah. I would have liked to see her with Luke too. I thought that would have been an interesting match. 
Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But I actually think that Craig, or I'm sorry, I think that Carl is better for her than Lucas. A hundred percent. Well, only time will tell. Yeah. Um, before we move on real quick into our little hate mail segment to wrap things up, I just want to know any final thoughts about Summer House, what you're looking forward to this season? Any thoughts no, on this episode? No, no other final thoughts. I did have a, another question though and I don't mm-hmm. know if you have any insight um I mean um, unless you, you're secretly a Bravo producer and I don't know but um so I was thinking back to like the the bondage party which first yes. of all the th- the theme threw me why because it was to celebrate Andrea becoming like a U.S. citizen correct it was like mm-hmm. his citizenship party so why wasn't it like a USA theme or like an America theme like a is that how he does he see America as just like a like a bunch of whores? Okay, my only thought that's really funny. My only thought about that is like maybe it was brought up and they're like, we've done this so many times because like Fourth of July, USA, it's just been done over and right. over every season. And I could tell they're really trying to play into the themes this year because last year they had that what was it the everyone come from what state you are party um and i think that was such a huge success that they're trying to get cheeky with that so i don't know if it was all his thought or like if producers were in his ear about that one but i'm thinking maybe that they thought america was just too overdone that right i mean i like they all looked great um just for the occasion i thought like the theme choice was it, it threw me. Um, so that was my first question. And then my second question was, who are all of these other people at their parties? Like, where are all of these other people coming from? Because like, they don't even talk to any of them. Like, oh, they, I know. Are they, are they background actors? So one time I had posted a reel about the summer house party um, and the party planner, I tagged them because I got this story from them. And she was like, oh, thanks for sharing. Like if you're ever in Montauk and want to come to one of these parties, let me know. So I feel like I know, right. Um, I feel like a lot of these is like probably through Instagram interactions, probably a lot of influencers. I'm thinking it's maybe like, oh, my cousins, cousins, friends, neighbors, like knows Kyle. So like we can get into this party type situation. Or I'm also wondering, I don't, I don't know if I bet on this one, but in, I don't know if you ever heard of the app, like one iota, it's a casting app. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I've, I've used it. Like, you know, you get tickets to go sit in the audience at like the Ellen show or whatever. So I'm wondering if not, obviously they wouldn't advertise a party like that on that app, but I'm wondering if on other like casting message boards or casting websites that they're like extras needed for like TV show party, like pool attire. Right. I'm wondering I, if it's something like that. I think it would have to be because I think if they were really just opening it up to like any random guest, we would see a lot more um, like random guest interaction. And there would be yeah. like, th- there would bound to be some random person getting wasted and like causing a scene, you know, but like the drama always stays focused on like the core group of 10 or whatever. They're like never really interacting with anyone else or only interacting with each other. And there's just, you know, like crowds of people in the background. And I'm like, who the hell are these people? So I, th- I think they're like casted. Except that one girl who kicked Andrea, the oh, right. That was so terrible. Like, okay, I get he threw Uh, her in the pool, but you don't need to go kick someone. That's so horrible. Yeah, true. Well, maybe that wasn't in her contract from, you know, (laughs) one iota. (laughs) Oh my God. Could you freaking imagine? Like she comes in with the rider and they're like, ma'am, like, what are you doing? Where is craft services? (laughs) Yeah, right. Wait, on the topic of the parties real quick, because I just thought of this. The one thing that skeeves me out is that they let the trash sit for like a day and then they all start cleaning up the next day they're like okay I'm like first of all I remember when I was in the seventh grade and we were at my friend's birthday party in her basement and I was sleeping on that floor and I saw Doritos everywhere like this was well before the sleepover portion kicked off and I'm like there are Doritos on this floor where's your vacuum cleaner and I'm going around like lift your feet up like that would be me if I was on summer house yeah no that would never happen um yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be able to sleep knowing that that was, you know, like, like festering downstairs. Yeah. Um, also, it just makes you think that like for how beautiful this house is, it probably smells like shit. 
Oh my God, you're so right. And it's like humid. First of all, you're in the Hamptons in the summer. It's dead humid. There are probably bugs galore. Like mm-hmm. the door, the sliding doors opening and closing. Like, come oh, on, yeah. people. Yeah, I, I, I want better for them. Like, honestly, guys, <laughs> there's enough of you where literally if you all just picked up like four pieces of trash, it would be done. Oh my God, that's you're all, so right. We should, that's that's why we to should do. join the show. Like this we is why cleaning you, This is why you need a Capricorn because I would be in there. I'd have like a clipboard and everyone would have assignments and I'd be like, all right, Luke, you're going to pick up those four pieces. Amanda, you get those four and like in five minutes we'll be done. Oh my God. Wait, I freaking love that. So that's what we're doing. We are going to write into <laughs> Bravo. We're going to go on not one iota and figure out where they're casting um, right. thing is. Yeah. They need us. <laughs> they do. All right, so my new segment of the show, um, it's just a kind of a way to poke fun at myself because you know how having an Instagram page, you get trolled sometimes and like- <laughs> You don't say, I'm, I mean, I'm getting trolled by Tamara Judge. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So this is the new segment, Hate Mail was born um, where I pick like the cringiest comment I've gotten all week. And this one I got while I was in Disneyland. It was in the happiest place on earth on Saturday. And, and someone, I don't ever say their name cause I'm like not out to dox people. This isn't about like going to get them or making fun of them. It's just like laughing. Um, they commented on this one reel I did about the Whitney Rose sex scene in the Salt Lake City finale. Um, and I was just saying like, this is so messed up. Plus like nobody had sex because like, you'd have to take off the microphone. You'd have to like, there's a whole camera crew, like it never happened. So right. this one user was like, this was probably more cringy than the actual scene. And I was just like, like what so then i do what i do best and i go to their page and i'm like well let's see who's saying this and their bio is four the number four ever caught in daydreams with a z oh my gosh oh my gosh she's just caught in that daydream of wild whitney rose and and her husband just you know rolling around in paint we're going to call me cringy and you have the bio of a junior high schooler in 2006. <laughs> all, all internet trolls have the cringiest bios. It's always some, some like live, laugh, love adjacent kind of bullshit. And more often than not, they have posts that are like talking about like being good and kind. And yet yes. they're going around like trolling everyone. It's so funny. At least own it. Like literally I, I own the fact that I have a black heart. Like it's my brand, you know, own there it. There you guys. go. <laughs> there you go. That is, that is the message. So thank you for that cringy ass comment. You troll <laughs> you, you caught in your daydreams. Oh, oh my, my God. Well, gosh. like this was so much fun. Like I'm so glad we finally got to talk like in depth and not just like behind yeah. an Instagram message. One more time. Can you please tell everyone where they can find you? Yes, absolutely. So make sure to listen to my podcast, Blonde Hair, Black Heart. New episodes are out every one, or I'm sorry, every Monday. And uh, you can follow me online at Blonde Hair, Black Heart. And then my personal Instagram is at Blake. So it's just the name Blake, but there are seven A's in it. Count um, them. Yeah. yeah, you have to count them. You don't it's want to so follow them six A's. Right. It's literally my username for everything. So when I call in, like if I have to call the bank for whatever reason, and they're like, okay, can you give me your username? And I'm like, okay, it's B-L-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-K-E. And they like, they think I'm kidding. Like they, they joke, they like laugh at me. So that's hysterical. That's like a a password (laughs) to the Wi-Fi. That's really funny. Right. Yeah. So sorry for making you guys do math, but it'll be worth it. That's okay. Make sure you count those A's. And thank you guys so, so much for joining us for this week's episode of the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. Make sure you listen, subscribe, rate both our podcasts, five stars, um, and follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Diana Jebbia, G-E-B-B-I-A. You can also check out Believe Podcast at Believe Pop Culture and Believe Podcast, Believe is spelled B-L-E-A-V. Well, spelling bee we got going on over here. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.